Hey guys, and welcome to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast, where you will be inspired, encouraged, and transformed with powerful teachings and real stories of mental health. This podcast is not a substitute for counseling. If you are in a crisis, call or text your local crisis center or visit suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Jesus is in our mental health, and freedom is where we start. I am your host, Heidi Mortensen, licensed marriage and family therapist. Get ready. Today's show is going to bring you hope. Well, hello, and welcome to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast. I am your host, Heidi Mortensen, licensed marriage and family therapist, and I am so excited to have my friend, Tony Kemp. You are a mighty man of God. I'd say you've written many books. You travel the world. So why don't you, there's many people that will have not have heard of you. Um, so why don't you share a little bit about who you are, and then we can kind of get into your, just your testimony about why you're even in ministry in the first place. Okay. First of all, I came from a family of intellectuals. Uh, my father, Harvey Kemp, was a, uh, he was Dr. Kemp. Very, very smart, brilliant man. I don't say that because he was my dad. But he used to read physics for fun. Wow. So like, who does, right? Uh, Mom had her master's in education, was an educator. And um, so my story is this. Um, I I was the baby. And uh, when I was born, 1956, I was actually given up to die. Mm. So uh, my Baptist mother and grandmother... Um, said that there was a miracle. Some woman, I do not know who it was, her name was Catherine, mm-hmm. uh, came in and anointed me with oil. The Bible talks about this in the book of James chapter five and mm-hmm. prayed for me. And my body that was swollen went down. Wow. Now, my, now my Baptist mother and grandmother called it a miracle. And if you know anything about Baptists, if, if they call it a miracle, it's a miracle. Yes, yes. So I I received Jesus when I was 16 years of age. Okay. And um, 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 was baptized in the Holy Spirit. Uh, At that same age, I I was in uh, uh, the ministry by the time I was 18. I was a youth pastor for five years, associate pastor for 20 years, senior pastor 20 years, and I pastor pastors. And, um, you know, I have some education. I uh, was a licensed clinical therapist for the state of Missouri, um, certified alcohol and drug counselor for the state of Illinois. I for a for-profit company. I supervised other therapists. So I do have some, let's just say, social work, psychology background. Some, you totally do. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I probably did that for between 18 and 19 years. I was bivocational. Mm-hmm. So I was also pastoring. My philosophy was to have something else I could do Beside just quote the ministry. Yep. And so um, in 1989, I had an out of body experience. I'm not sure what happened. Um, This angel came. He was about uh, five foot 10, six foot tall, very handsome, looked to be about 25 or 30. Uh, The next thing I know, I'm outside of my body. This happened around four o'clock in the morning, December of 1989. Uh, He took me through the heavens. I landed actually in heaven. While I was there, I saw the glory of God. I met Jesus face to face. I heard the voice of God. And the result of all of that, there was some very strong learning experiences. And so um, I encountered the goodness of God. And uh, in time, my life changed more than ever. 
Mm-hmm. And obviously, I ended up in full-time ministry with that international TV. I'm a bishop. I oversee leaders, over 500 churches. And so I'm having a good time in Jesus. That's amazing. <laughs> wow. And when you experienced that encounter, was that something that you were like pressing in for, you were asking for, you were praying for? I mean, looking back now when that happened, like, was it just kind of like, I mean, I know some people that listening are thinking, how does that happen? Or I want that to happen to me. You know, how, how does, how do we experience encounters like that? Well, in my case, I was not looking for it. I was not um, praying about that. I was not pressing into God for that. It was not on my radar. It just happened. And, um, you know, when I saw the glory of God, it, 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 there's a reference in the book of Isaiah, the prophet, where he talks about he was in the heavenly temple. And he said, in the year that King Isaiah died, I saw also the Lord high and lifted up. And in the Hebrew, it means a constant lifting higher and higher and higher. And he talked about there was smoke and there was seraphim and they cried to each other saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of the holy armies. The whole earth is full of his glory. I did see that smoke, which is really the glory of God, because I was found myself inside that very temple. Um, I tried to see the features of God, the father. I was unable to do so. Trust me, I tried. But the uh, smoke and the light was so great, I could never see the features of the Father. uh, It was the angel that brought me in. And so when I looked to my left, which would have been the Father's right, that's when I saw Jesus face to face. Mm -hmm. And then there were some, you know, some encounters that were the result of that. Yeah. Can you tell us what Jesus was like? Yes, I can. Mm -hmm. He is the most beautiful person you're ever going to see in your life here or there. Uh, He's lovely. He's kind. He has, uh, I saw the Jewish Jesus. Mm. Okay. So I saw, the the Bible talks about there's a a mediator between God and men is the man Christ Jesus. So the Jesus that I saw was about six feet tall. He had olive skin, the kind of skin tone that you would expect for a man living in the Middle East. He had brown curly hair falling Mm. on the shoulders. He had the the, uh, mustache and the beard. Wow. Um, he was well built. You would expect a carpenter or a stone cutter to be. Yeah. Uh, robe. Uh, the thing about his eyes is, is they do change colors. This is why some people will report his eyes are blue or green or brown. Mm-hmm. That is true. So I did not see Jesus at that time like John did, hair white as wool, eyes like a flame mm-hmm. of fire. You know all of that. I saw the man Christ Jesus. And so, uh, yes, you, you, you're going to love it when you read it. Oh, thank you so much for sharing this. Um, you know, one of the things that I'm wondering, because my show is on mental health and how yeah. Jesus cares about our soul. He cares about our mind. He cares about our, our emotions and how we feel in our relationships with people. Um, and you know so much about the unseen world. Could you help us partner with the unseen world for our mental health? And I feel like that's kind of a big question, but some of what I find out when people start to learn about the unseen world is they kind of get a little bit kind of hypey and, you know, like, and they, and not quite understanding, like they'll watch the paranormal shows on TV and, or they'll go to a psychic and they don't quite understand 
the supernatural world from the kingdom of God. Yes. Um, so can you, can you kind of help break that down for us so that we can be pursuing this peace of God in our minds and our emotions um, and how we can have it be a little more normal to partner with God in this unseen world? Yes, I'll tell you a story. I have a, a very good friend of mine. Uh, he was mentally challenged back in our day. We would have said that he was mentally retarded. And um, of course, he drank alcohol. He was on drugs. Uh, he lived in a project. He could not read. He did get married. His wife could read. And uh, there was some dark supernatural activity in his house. Things would literally physically move. Uh, to make the story shorter, he does give his heart to Jesus. And it's kind of an interesting story because he had drugs in the refrigerator and he wants to give his heart to the Lord. And he says, now, Lord, I really want to serve you. But he said, I don't know if I can. Then he reported his prayer change. And he said, but God, if you'll come and live in me. And he said, something happened. He said, and I don't recommend anyone do this, but this is his story. Mm -hmm. He said he kept the drugs in the refrigerator for three days. He never touched them. And at that point, he concluded, if I don't touch these drugs in three days, the Lord Jesus has really delivered me. Mm -hmm. And so, of course, he got rid of the drugs. Now, he could not read the Bible. He goes to church, but his wife could read. And so she would read the word of God to him every single day. Uh -huh. Now, then one day she comes across a word that she cannot read. And so he says to her, give me the book. And as soon as he looked at the book, God healed his brain wow. and he could read. Now, to give you a scriptural context for this, in the book of Proverbs chapter four, there are some instructions given. It says, number one, pay attention to my words. Mm -hmm. Number two, incline your ear to my saying. Now, to incline means you have to bow down and humble yourself. And you have to hear and obey. Number three, it says, don't let my word depart from before your eyes. Now, this is a prescription from the great physician. And he says, let my word get in your heart and keep it there. And then this is what he says. But my words are life to you and healing or health to all your flesh. Now, this word in the Hebrew for healing or health is the word medicine. And so every time you go to a physician and he gives you a prescription, you have to take the instructions. And so there is spiritual healing, there is mental healing, there's emotional healing, and even there is physical healing. By the way, if I could say this, I'll go into the language. Obviously, I went to Bible college as well, okay? And so <laughs> there are about five different words for healing. And one of those words is called therapeo. And that's where we get the word therapy, or change or healing. Mm -hmm. And the thing about therapeo, which is used most in the ministry of Jesus, in addition to yeomai, which by the way, therapeo is an instantaneous or instantaneous or immediate healing. Mm. But yeomai is a slow, progressive, gradual healing. And both mm -hmm. words are used in the ministry of Jesus. Now, the thing about therapeo is that you have to participate with God to get your healing through Jesus. Wow. In other words, there's something you have to do. So what happens is, is uh, we're invited into his house and there was some dark activity and, and Jesus said, uh, in my name, you will cast out demons or evil spirits. And that's what we did. The house was cleansed by prayer in the name of Jesus. And 
all that activity stopped. And now remember, he's in the projects. He is in the projects. And he starts going to church, seeking the Lord, and his life is in the process of changing. One day the Lord says to him, can you clean? And he says, yes. So he starts a cleaning business. Then he is cleaning a nursing home and a woman comes out, the nursing home administrator comes out and she has a cup of coffee and the Lord speaks to his heart, okay? You know, it doesn't have to be dramatic. The Lord can just put a thought in your mind, a, a thought in your heart, and it is supernatural, even if it isn't spectacular or sensational. Sometimes yeah. the Lord just puts a thought in your heart. You're having a God encounter and you don't even know it. And I think many people have had God encounters. For example, you're just going about your day and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, someone that you know is on your mind and then the phone rings and it's them, right? Or you leave the house and all of a sudden you get this feeling, I did not lock the door. And you go back and check and find out you didn't because the Lord wants to protect you and your stuff. And so these kinds of things happen all the time. I'm not sure that we recognize that it's God. I, so what, so what I think so too, yeah. So what happens then is he goes and takes the state test and the federal test and he passes. Guess what? He eventually ends up being the administrator of the place that he cleaned. Longer story short, he ends up owning the place that he cleaned. I'm talking about what happens when a person walks with God. Eventually, the Lord gave him an idea on how nursing homes can make money. He, he and, a, and, and, and another guy go, go to the Missouri Senate, pitch the idea to the Missouri Senate. They approve it. A multimillionaire invests. And now they have over 20-something nursing homes that are doing very, very well. And now he is half owner of those nursing homes and has about 3,000 employees. And you have to go through a gate to get to his house. This is what Jesus can do in a person's life. Wow. Yeah. And you know what, what this all started with was surrender and then surrender. following his, and then following his instructions. Absolutely. And why is this important? Because in the book of John chapter two, verse five, um, you have a wedding. They run out of wine. Remember, this is a Jewish community. And when you have guests in that time, if you ran out of wine, it was an embarrassment for the family. Mm. So Mary, the mother of Jesus, was involved. There was a wedding planner. And she goes to Jesus and says, they have run out of wine. And Jesus says, woman, what does that have to do with me? And by the way, in the Greek, it's a term of endearment. It's not a rebuke. You know, he is not being rude or anything like that. But, you know, sometimes mama is ahead of any one of her sons. So mama had a sense that the father was going to do something to Jesus. So she goes to the service and says in verse five, whatever Jesus tells you to do, do it. Now that's the principle. It's a principle for spiritual health, mental health, emotional health, physical health and miracles, and to have the intervention of God in your life. Now what's interesting about this is this, Jesus tells the servants to take water, he gives them instructions, which they follow, and it turns into wine. Mm -hmm. And the family is saved from embarrassment. Now, why is this important? Because, because the scripture makes this point. This beginning of miracles, Jesus did in Cana of Galilee and manifested forth his glory. The word beginning here is the word archaic. It's where we get the word archaic, mm -hmm. archetype. 
it has to do with Genesis or something that's original. In other words, what John is pointing out is this. This is what John is pointing out. This is the original pattern so that you can have Jesus moving and doing the miraculous in your life. And from this pattern, copies are made. Let me give you an example of the spiritual, mental, emotional, physical connection in regard to this. In Luke 6, Jesus teaches this. He says, forgive and you shall be forgiven. Now, so I am in the state of uh, Louisiana. I am in Monroe, Louisiana. Uh, this woman comes forward for prayer. She has lupus, autoimmune disease, where the body turns against itself, and she's blind in one eye. And I had a sense or a feeling from God, I should not pray for her in front of people, but I should do an interview to get an interview of what's going on. So I started asking her questions, and this is what I found out. I found out she had been a pastor's wife. I found out that her husband had committed adultery. I found out that her husband left her for another woman. Mm -hmm. And so uh, she needs to forgive the other woman. She needs to forgive her, her ex-husband. And then as I probed deeper, I found out that when she was younger, a woman asked her to watch her two children, do not cross the street, two small children. The woman was gone for a long time. For whatever reason, she decided to cross the street. One of the children came with her. The other child did not. She looked both ways. No car was coming. The child came across the street real slowly. A drunk driver came and killed the child in front of her eyes. So she's blind in one eye. I had to convince her that she was not responsible for the death of the trial the drunk driver was. Oh, wow. I had to convince her to forgive herself. When she forgives everyone, her autoimmune disease, lupus disappears, her pain disappears, her blind eye recedes. Wow. Now, if this only happened once, I would say, okay, okay, except, except. Um, I am in the state of Texas. I am speaking at a Mexican church. Uh, the pastor and I, I witnessed to a woman at a convenience store. She does not know Jesus. We invited her to church. She comes to church. 20 people give their lives to Jesus that night. Wow. She is among them. She comes up to me after service and says, I'm a victim of domestic abuse. She's blind in her eye. I have her forgive the person who abused her, and suddenly her eye pops over. Okay, twice. Eh, you know, still it could be a coincidence. Except I am in Branson, Missouri. A woman comes up. She's blind in her eye. Again, I decide I need to do an interview. Okay? So in the process of this interview, this is what I found out. She was a small child. Her mother had a terminal illness. She was very close to her mother. Her mother never told her. And in the process of the interview, this is what she says. I never saw how sick my mother was. Okay? So sometimes the solution is in the description of the problem itself. Wow. And as soon as I got her to forgive herself, guess what happens to her blind eye? You know, I can tell you story after story. A man comes in Missouri. He has cancer. He's mad at God. I said, listen, God didn't do this to you. Okay? And I did an oxymoron. I know it's, it makes no sense because God didn't do anything wrong. So I said to him, forgive God who did you no wrong. But he got it. 
In other words, quit blaming God for this thing that's happened to you. And he did. He goes back to the doctor. They could find no trace of cancer. Come on. I'm in the state of Illinois. A, a Spanish man comes up. He has cancer. I say, you have to forgive some people. He had a really hard background. I think he had been in prison. And there were so many bad things that happened. You know, people have experienced trauma. This is his testimony. He said, as soon as he made the decision to obey the word of God and let go, because forgiveness is an act of your will in obedience to Jesus. Mm -hmm. It is not a feeling. And you have to let go of, let's say, recompense and retribution and wanting to get revenge. And you have to put that in the hands of the Lord and you just have to let it go. Okay? Yeah. When he does that, he said it was as if lightning struck him. He goes back to the doctor and could find no trace of cancer. Let me give you one that's even crazier than wow. everything. I am in Joshua, Texas. A woman is there. She has one shoulder blade in, one shoulder blade out. She's in pain for seven years. And the Lord speaks to my heart. You know that still, small voice. Sometimes we don't pay attention to. It's not audible. It's not spectacular or sensational is just an impression or speaking in your heart spirit to spirit the holy spirit to your spirit and this is what god says to me he says she has unforgiveness against her own body wow he needs to forgive her body and when i look back at luke 6 jesus says forgive and you shall be forgiven now in other scriptures if you don't forgive others, your heavenly father will not forgive you. If you forgive others, your heavenly father will forgive you. But in that scripture, in Luke 6, Jesus says, forgive and you shall be forgiven. He didn't say who to forgive. I asked her, Do you, are you mad at your body? She said, yes. I asked her, I said, forgive your body. She doesn't. Now, this was a total surprise. She lets out a yell and her shoulder blades go even and she's totally healed. Then I discovered that people with chronic illness who were very active at one time, they mm. develop a bitterness or a resentment or an mm. anger or yeah. an unforgiveness against their own body. And in the book of Hebrews, chapter 12, verse 15, it says, look out for each other. You can miss the grace of God because a root of bitterness springing up can cause you trouble. And so sometimes we need to let go. By the way, in Hebrews, in, in, in the Hebrew songbook, book of Psalms, 46 verse 10, in the King James Version, it says this, be still and know I am God. But in the Hebrew, it says this, let go and know I am. Wow. And so when we let go of our resentment, our bitterness, sometimes our hatred, mm -hmm. we let go and forgive the person who rejected us, if we, uh, uh, um, you know, um, if we make a distinction between who they are and what they've done, yeah, just because I forgive you, I don't have to forget. I, you right. know, something you just want to stay away from. Okay, yeah, yeah. You know? healthy okay? boundaries. Yeah, exactly right. So issue of boundaries, and God is the originator of boundaries. Okay, I mean that's a biblical concept. Yes. So. What it is is this, and by the way, one of the Hebrew names for God is Yin Yang. It's I am, or I will be what I will be. And yeah, I'll show you. So what happens is, and I'll give you another case. And some of this is extraordinary because I began to, to experiment, as it were, to see what would happen. 
I, I, there was a woman in New York, Plattsburgh, New York. She had surgery. Uh, the surgeon made a mistake and there was metal in her body and it uh, began to uh, seep through her system and she ended up, couldn't walk, okay? When she practices forgiveness, she jumps up like a cowgirl. Wow. So when we follow the uh, biblical principles, Jesus can give us a spiritual healing, mental healing, emotional healing. Let me give you a couple of scripture references and connect with this. Yep. Because Jesus actually did this. Yeah. A man comes into the meeting. He's let down through a roof by four others. He's paralyzed. And Jesus says to him, your sins are forgiven. Hmm. Why does Jesus say that? Because the man is paralyzed by guilt. He's spiritually paralyzed, he's mentally paralyzed, he's emotionally paralyzed, he's physically paralyzed. So when Jesus says he's forgiven, after that, Jesus says, rise and walk. Mm -hmm. When Jesus says that, Jesus is saying, it's time for you to rise up and walk out of your guilt. And his spirit rose up, his mind and his will and his emotions rose up. Even he was physically ill from his paralysis. Let me give you another one. The Gospel of John, a man is there by the pool of Bethesda, which means mm -hmm. Greek, goodness, or mercy, 38 years. And Jesus asked a question, and this is the question that Jesus asked all of us. Will you make a choice to be made well? Because getting well is a choice. That's, that's so true. Therapeo is you cooperate and participate with God in your own healing. Whatever mm -hmm. Jesus tells you to do, wow. you've got to do it. Wow. So the man responds and says, I don't have anyone to put me in the water when the angel troubles the water and whoever gets in the water is healed. So this man had an issue of abandonment, rejection. <laughs> he was hurt. And then he says the second thing. And when I'm on my way going to the water, somebody gets in before me. He says, wait a minute, I've been here for 20 years. You've been here 10. Wait your turn. So Jesus says, rise up and walk. And when that man's heart gets healed, his mind gets healed, his emotions get healed, he rises up and walks out of his paralysis. So there are these connections sometimes that are very, very clear that we need to recognize that uh, the most important healing is spiritual healing, hmm. mental and emotional healing. Jesus wants to heal us everywhere where we hurt. Wow, that's good. So the, the first thing is the spiritual healing, because then from that, the emotional and the physical will actually come. But so often we don't actually go to that place to actually get the healing, to connect with Jesus. Cause we're so yeah. wounded from mom, dad, childhood, other people, you know, someone not giving me the turn to go in the pool, you know, like, so that, that inhibits us. So I, I love how you're making this connection. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And I, I feel like there's listeners that are like, I want this healing and you are so, so anointed. I think some people are thinking, how the heck does this happen? And I mean, you don't even have a book in front of you. So anybody who's listening to this on a podcast, he's literally speaking out these Bible verses from his memory and even all the, the Greek and the Hebrew. I mean, it is just fascinating how you personally are a result of seeking God and you just continue to keep knowing him more every day. Like this, to me, this isn't like a job for you. It's who you are. Yes, because in one of the heavenly encounters, um, I met an angel. Um, he said to me, you're going to take God's healing power to the nations. Wow. And after that, things went international. Again, I, I didn't look for this. It was a surprise. Mm -hmm. I met, I have met many, many angels. 
um, you know, when you have these heavenly encounters and um, angel, just like just like in John five, where it says the angel troubled the waters and whoever got in it got healed. Angels from God still participate in the healing ministry that glorifies the Father and Jesus because angels represent the holy angels represent the love of Father, the love of the Father, and the love of Jesus, and can minister the power of the Holy Spirit. So, I mean, look at Gabriel. You know, Gabriel comes to uh, Zachariah. Uh, his, his wife Elizabeth gets healed, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, Gabriel comes to Mary. She has the miraculous birth by the power of the Holy Spirit, and here comes the Lord Jesus. I mean, you 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 see angels involved in in, in ministry. And yeah, and you just you you don't talk like you're in shock and awe. You just partner with them. Like it, you are so you the way you talk is you are a son. You are, you know, and you you talk that way. Where so I to me, I feel like there's something really significant with even the way that you're talking. That this isn't this is a normal thing, and this is the way that God wants us to operate. Just even by the way that you're communicating about yes. your experience with God. Um, yeah. So I, yeah. Go ahead. No, no, no. What, what it is, is I was told by God that I was going to work with angels and they partner with God and they want to partner with us. And you don't have to see an angel. It's great if you do. They're beautiful beings. They're loving beings. They have different personalities. They uh, they can appear in different ways. And, uh, you know, I mean, I can give descriptions of heavenly beings. Uh, again, I, I, when I when I first started out, I never thought it would be like this, but this is the big <laughs> And so I have seen, and, and, and for people who think that I may have something to do with this, let me explain. Mm, okay. That's good. <laughs> let me explain. A woman comes to me. She had a growth about this size on her leg between her knee and her foot. Okay? She wants me to pray for her healing. My faith for that was MIA, missing in action. <laughs> and as God is my witness, I gave her a courtesy prayer. I didn't believe anything was going to happen. Wow. And when I pray for her, she goes, ah! And I look, and the growth explodes and is gone, and she's totally healed. It was a surprise to me. Now, if you think, if you think that that's wild, Hmm. Let me tell you another one. So I'm in the Assembly of God Church. There's a radiologist there. He had metal in his neck, hmm. right? He had metal in his neck. And um, he wanted me to pray for him. And I said, no, I'm not. And as as I said, no, I'm not. All of a sudden, he's totally healed. I can move any way he wanted. So I tell people, God doesn't even listen to this preacher sometimes, okay? So right. I tell people it has nothing to do with me. That's good. Okay? That's very, very good, yes. Yeah, like you're... People, people think mm -hmm. that we have something to do with it, but God is sovereign. Mm. He can do whatever he wants, whenever he wants to do it, and he can use anybody. So let me give you one more because this is great. Again, I'm in the Assembly of God Church. A woman comes up. She's totally blind in her eye. And we've seen Jesus heal blind more than I can remember. Deaf. People get up out of wisdom. All kinds of miracles. And I mean, 
before I tell you this, mm -hmm. a, a young girl was going to go to Shriners Hospital. This is Sacramento area. She was supposed to get surgery on her spine. She couldn't walk. She's six years of age. She comes forward. She's prayed for. Remember, her parents are believers in Jesus. They pray. The church prays. I pray. Let me tell you what happens. Her spine grows three inches. Her body grows four inches. Each foot grows one inch. She gets up and she walks. She goes, her parents still take her to the hospital. <laughs> and they want to know what happened. And, and, and they said, you know, basically what they said is the power of God because of Jesus. So miracles still happen. God can make the impossible become possible. We just got to pray and just lean into his mercy and his grace. So let me finish this story about the blind woman. So I, her eye is gray. She can't see out of it. I pray for her. And she goes, I, and this don't film, by the way. I can see, I can see, I can see it. So she starts hugging me. And she continues. My eye becomes brown like the other one she can see. And she keeps hugging me and keeps hugging me until I go into country music. Like, please release me. Let me go. I'm <laughs> film. She counts fingers. She sees everything. Okay? Now, this is what I want to say. It wasn't that I was God's man of faith and power. This is what I found out. There were two women in that church who were friends of hers who decided that they were going to fast 21 days apiece. No food for her to get a healing. They're the ones who baked the cake for her miracle. I was nothing more than the chocolate icing on the cake. Jesus said to his apostles, I sent you to reap what other people have sold mm. and you have entered into their labor so that he who sows and he who reaps shall rejoice together. And here's what I want to say to people. Prayers don't have okay. a shelf. According to Acts chapter 10, when the angel came to Cornelius, he said, your prayers have come up as a memorial, which means something is remembered by God. And so this is what I tell people. If you pray for somebody and nothing happens, you're just sowing for their miracle. Whether Come that's spiritual, mental, emotional. That's good. That's good. Okay? Somebody else, they come along and they may pray. And that's when you see the manifestation of the answer to prayer. So you're either sowing or you're reaping. But God counts it all oh. in and factors it all into the answer. That's so good. This is so good. Well, I would love it if you could pray for the listeners, if you can yeah. just lead them into whatever you feel like the Holy Spirit is leading. I know we have a lot of people who will struggle with mental health issues and even just relationship issues too, but also physical stuff too. So sure. Um, sure. yeah. Sure. Yeah. See, here's what it is. And this is what I want to say. You can work with a therapist. You can work with a friend, a lay person who knows what they're doing. And, and also with Jesus, and you can get healed of depression. You can get healed of anxiety. You can get you uh, you can work with the Lord and do the right things, and you can get healed of bipolar illness or whatever that happens to be. We see a lot of people uh, uh, free from alcoholism and drug addiction, all kinds of uh, criminal behaviors as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've worked with a lot of those folks, but also to see Jesus do all kinds of miracles. So I'm going to pray for you. If you'll bow your head, close your eyes. And say, I, Holy Father, I'm lifting up every brother, every sister. Lord, every person that's in a struggle. Lord, I'm asking that you heal hearts, that you heal minds, that you heal emotions, that you heal bodies. Lord, 
release an angel to every single person who is listening to this and watching this. And Holy Father, because of the goodness of Jesus, and Father, because you gave Jesus as a gift, let that heart be healed. Let that mind be healed. Let that emotion be healed. Let that body be healed. Let the pain and the reason for that day fade away. Lord, release therapeo healings as people participate with you. Let them be healed, O oh God, through Jesus. Release Yeomaya. Let people that are listening to us be gradually healed, progressively healed, even though it takes time. And Lord, give people faith and courage and patience to get the healing. And Lord Jesus, encourage people. Let them have a spirit of faith and let them receive healing in whatever area that is needed. And Father, I thank you that you're releasing angels to bring miraculous healing. And Lord, even people that are in mental pain or emotional pain, even physical pain, Lord, let it be dissolved. Let it dissipate. Let it disappear. But I thank you, Jesus, you do these signs and wonders. And I say to pain, die, dissipate, disappear. Lord, let the reason for it go away. And Lord, we give you praise for everything you're doing. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Oh, praise God for that. So, how can our listeners get a hold of you and how, I mean, I know you're not in the state of Minnesota. You're, you operate, where do you operate from? Where's kind of your home base? Well, um, I obviously travel. I used to pastor. I gave up that church to someone who worked with us. Yep. And so now I'm just, you know, I used to travel and pastor. And so now oh my gosh. I am free. So but people can go into TonyKemp.com, Tony okay. Kemp Ministries. Yep. They can go into Tony Kemp Facebook, uh, and uh, we we have a video that we recently did for a conference called uh, um, a Mantle Conference. It can go on uh, Tony oh, Kemp. Yeah, yeah and, you were, uh, that was just here in Minnesota. Yeah, Josh, so Joshua Giles. Joshua Giles. Yeah, and so all I talk about some of this, mm-hmm. not all of it, but some of this, and as I'm talking, and mm-hmm. you'll see it on film, okay. A woman who's totally blind from glaucoma begins to see. Um, it, it was reported to me. The person comes up. I was deaf. I just start hearing. I'm not laying hands on anyone. Mm-hmm. I'm just teaching the word. And the Bible says in Mark 16, God will confirm the word with signs following. It was reported to me. A woman comes up. I said, I had a short arm and it just grew out. Wow. Uh, people who said that they had metal, it disappeared and dissolved. In fact, Joshua Giles had a staff member. I, I did a meeting for him, 1,500 people in Orlando. He had a staff member who had metal in her body, metal in her knee. Mm-hmm. Okay, whenever she would go through security, it would go off. We prayed for people with those conditions. Just a mass prayer, like we prayed for everybody, not laying on our hands. He says to her, we're going to find out if you're really healed. When they leave Orlando, this is the start of the meeting that he has me speak. When we leave Orlando, she walks through security. It doesn't go off. Come on. A real miracle. And we've seen God do it again and again and again. It has nothing to do with me. And I, I make yeah. sure that I tell people. It was reported to me. People got out of wheelchairs and walked. Why? Because of the presence and the power of God himself. 
It is not the preacher. That's good. God sends so his good. word. And it's uh, not That's what it is. Oh, good. Well, make sure to go to TonyKemp.com, T-O-N-Y-K-E-M-P.com. Make sure to purchase his books. Get to his future conferences. He does travel around the country and the world. Thank you so much, Tony. This has been an honor to have you on. It's been an honor to be on your program. And, and y- y'all get her books now, all right? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and subscribe wherever you listen. Your review helps the show reach more people and spread mental health awareness with Jesus at the Center. You can also check me out on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or my website at HeidiMortensenLMFT.com. See you at our next episode.